on this episode of Why Watch That. One night stand, we can say it, it's okay. Yeah, well, they don't, they don't have do one. It. Yeah, yeah, they, they don't, don't do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they could. Now, oh, mm, no. you know, the heart wants what the heart wants, folks. Does it? Is that the heart? Is that what we're talking about? Is that the organ? Well, okay. it, it's, the, it's the brain and cost-benefit analyses that are running. Now... <laughs> <laughs> On and on for all mankind's coming Snoopy back. Snoopy in space. <laughs> no, we are, you see, we're doing good. Um, <laughs> Don't hate on Snoopy. All, I have no doubt that one day he will be Sir Benedict Cumberbatch <laughs> with a very unusual accent, which. I will be talking about. I don't know if the critic's going to stoop that low, but uh, maybe I'll uh, just give my review. No, I and... might go first on this one. Yeah, you might want to let me go first so you can uh, clean up the mess. Why watch that as a podcast featuring the critic and referee who go head to head on a quest to discover the best movies and TV shows Hollywood has to offer. Expect the unexpected from the critic. Well, nothing gets past the ref. We do all the work. So you don't have to. Welcome to Why Watch That. This episode of Why Watch That is supported by Entrepreneur Meal Plan. It helps leaders and professionals feed their bodies and business as well. You know, Critic, I got Mm. a chance to attend a wonderful event by EMP here Uh in Los Angeles and it was so amazing because Brandy Cochran was able to gather people from all sorts of walks of life. We were able to gather together, have real talk and some real good food too. Mm -hmm. It was a hit. It's food for the soul and the body which is so hard to find. So if you want to learn more about Entrepreneur Meal Plan whether you're an entrepreneur or not Go to entrepreneurmealplan.com. A why watch that sneak peek. Now, interesting enough, we're going to mix and match. (laughs) And we've got two TV sneak peeks. And a movie sneak peek. Ooh, we've been doing a lot of sniking around um and uh before we get into that let's start with a tv sneak peek or the tv sneak peeks yeah we'll start with let's start with netflix because hmm. why not there's a new movie out called or new tv show excuse me called behind her eyes Ew. Mm. that premieres on the 17th it is directed by they have one you know really director Eric uh, Richard Strand but this comes from Steve Lightfoot who we've known him do um, he was he Steve Lightfoot is one of those guys who pops up on all your favorite TV shows (laughs) (laughs) Hannibal Narcos The Punisher I mean he's He's popping up everywhere, and he's he's a pretty well-known showrunner. So he's bringing us behind her eyes. And you got a chance to sneak around and piddle around with this <laughs> and tell us if this is something that we're going to be 
running to use our Netflix subscription to watch. Mm-hmm. I mean, the cast, I can't say if I'm looking at this cast, oh, these two people you will immediately know and will run to your screen once you see them. Mm-hmm. But that's not always bad though, critic. It's not that sometimes is a good thing when you yep. don't when you've seen them in other things and you're kind of like, "Oh, I think I've seen that actor. I know. Oh, that person played in that, but I don't know all of the personal and all the other stuff." It sometimes works for it. And so, do tell us if behind her eyes is something um that we should watch cuz it's not a huge commitment um to watch it, but is it worth us watching? Well, now, just so you know, Eve Hewson, who's in this, was in the Nick as Lucy Elkins. So if you saw the Nick, uh, you'll know. Yeah. Yeah, Look. you'll know Eve. You know, they've worked. It's just. They, You're not going to know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like for, for me, and I watch everything. These are people I go, I know them somehow. It's that kind uh, of thing. Got like, it, I got know, it. I know them somehow. And for some reason, Simona, the lead here, reminds me of. Issa Rae, just for some reason. So, <laughs> in behind Ooh. her eyes, this is coming to us from across the pond. We are across the does. pond. And we are introduced to Louise. And Louise has a young son, you know, and uh, she ain't with the hubby no more. And she just goes out for some fun at a bar. She's supposed to meet a friend. The friend doesn't show up. Oh, so she's about to leave the bar and then she runs into this guy. I'll tell you, I won't tell you, I mean, how that happens. His name is David, played by Tom Bateman. And they kind of hit it off in an awkward fashion at this bar, uh, but it doesn't go all the way. They kind of say their goodbyes instead of, you know, going away together. Wow. And one night stand, we can say it. It's okay. Yeah. It's, well, they don't, they don't have do one. It. You know, yeah, they, they don't, don't do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they could. Now, oh, mm. sparks. So then we come to find out that Louise works part time at a doctor's office as, you know, the secretary. Okay. And so she goes to work, and there's a new doctor coming in that she's going to work for. Who is this person? The wife, is it? Well, I'm not going to tell you that. I, I'm oh. glad you said that. I will tell you, but there is a wife, wife of David Adele, played by Eve. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they are there, both of them, David and oh. Adele. Oh. So Louise Awkward. goes to hide. <laughs> okay, she goes to hide. She comes back the next day and has to introduce herself as, "Hey, it's me." Okay, how does this work? And she ends up befriending Adele. But what is she doing with David? Oh, well, come on, girl. You know better than that. Well, she don't want it at first, but you know, the heart wants what the heart wants, folks. Does it? Is that the heart? Is that what we're talking about? Is that the organ? Well, okay. it, it's the it's the brain and cost-benefit analyses that are running. <laughs> now- <laughs> uh, it reminds me of that show that um, on Hulu with the... Um, gosh, I, I should know the names before I do this on air. Because <laughs> I literally... It's the show that just started where the Black girl had an affair with the the... the 
white guy, and it, it was weird. A uh, Ron Philippi, or not Ron Philippi, but um, oh, Ryan Philippi. Oh, Ryan Philippi. The the, 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 the the big sky thing from H- ABC. Yes, big yes, sky. yes. Uh, Same oh, triangle. Very mm-hmm. interesting. Let's talk about it that way. I like that. This is not that crazy in the beginning. I will tell you that okay. people are not embarrassing themselves like they do at Big Sky. Sorry, Big Sky people. I love all of you. I love every single one of you, but y'all embarrassing yourselves. So, and, but hey, people are liking that. So sometimes you yeah, do your yeah, tap people. dance and you get your check and people enjoy it. Right. But behind the scenes, you go, Oof, did I really do that? Yeah, you did. <laughs> now, so that's not quite this. This is British. Okay. Oh, that's right. You do have yeah. to remember that. Yep, yep. Yeah. Yep. But it's what I thought of, not that it is like these things, but what I was thinking of watching this ref is you, that show mm. that took off when it went to Netflix. I was thinking of that. Even maybe a little single white female, even though it's not like that. Oh, maybe, okay. maybe uh, what was that? What's that? That Fifty Shades of Grey, is that the name of it? Yeah. May, not that this is like that, but if you are fans of those things, like Fatal Attraction, not Fatal Attraction, but like maybe uh, what's the one where you have to kiss the you know million? He'll give you a million dollars to sleep with his wife. Oh, the one with Robert Redford and uh, Demi Moore. That yes. one. Yes. Oh, yeah. the offer. No, no. Indecent no, proposal. Indecent proposal. Mm-hmm. Like it's is it like a. Ooh, I had to go wait. Well, I had to really yeah. pull that from my memory <laughs> we, bank. We aged ourselves. <laughs> I remember a decent proposal. I remember the commercials. We were like, what in I the did. world? I did. The poster. Go look oh. at the posters, listen, listeners. I mean, it is like Woody Harrelson, Demi Moore, and they are in a compromising. <laughs> it was a poster. They're yeah. in a compromising position, and there's tongues. and I It was, was so like, strange. Oh. Even like a, parts of the firm, what Gene mm. Hackman was doing. With, with Dream, Gene Triplehorn. <laughs> anyway, so if you go, ooh, you know, is this going to be juicy Shonda Rhimes like stuff? Oh. It's not American. So it is that stuff, but it's more tame than that it's, as far as I watch. Now, I did not finish this. I'm not going to because oh. I just didn't care that much, but it's not bad. That was the thing. I didn't feel disrespected watching it. And it. you'll see what happens. There is something going on with the wife. She has a background. There's something going on with Louise more than her having a son. She has night terrors. What's that about? For some reason that Adele is like, oh, this is interesting when she finds this out. How does David play a role? And then something really strange is going to happen if you continue to watch this. So just think about what the ref and I just said, everybody. If that's your kind of thing, this might fit. And this will be the kind of show you can watch and not, you know, kind of snicker about it too much, too much. You could actually tell somebody, hey, I was watching this. It's kind of interesting-ish. You know, we could kind of get into it and have a conversation, maybe. That's behind her eyes. Okay. Mm. I don't know if we want to be looking at her eyes too much. You might want to be careful and if somebody <laughs> gives you a journal you might not want to read it i mean it's just little things oh, like that we should know in life don't be doing that now let's return though let's return to um a tv series that actually from jump you you've championed this tv series because it was among the first tv series on this network and we're co- we're talking about apple tv plus and you got a chance to see a sneak peek of season two's For All Mankind. And we were just talking 
behind the scenes about Apple TV mm-hmm. Plus and how whoa, yeah, they are really putting forth some content and grabbing some top notch talent. Yes. I mean, M. Night Shyamalan, you know, Jennifer Aniston, Reese Witherspoon, Scorsese. the Russo brothers, Scorsese. Yeah, his movie is just going there. He's got a movie coming. Scorsese. We know Spielberg's cooking up. Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks. You know, it is, we can kind of just go on and on and on with some of these A-list stars, but but none of that really would have happened without a couple of shows that really took off and gave Apple TV the respect. Mm -hmm. The morning show. For All Mankind, C, yeah. Home Before Dark, and the Emily Dickinson. Dickinson. I can never <laughs> Dickinson. Yeah, Dickinson. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Those were really among the first. And then you you know you got the sophomore class, Ted Lasso, that would be the other and one. Servant, mm-hmm. and Ted Lasso, Ted the Lasso. sophomore class. It's on and on. For All Mankind's coming Snoopy back. Snoopy in space. And, <laughs> no, we are, you see, you were doing good. Um, <laughs> Don't hate on Snoopy. All, no, I'm not hating on Snoopy, but we're not going to put him up there with, uh, you know, Reese Witherspoon for right now. But um, for all mankind, in case, you know, all of us listeners forgot, it really is one of the space movie or space TV shows that one would expect if it came from, you know, the highest budget and talent of the History Channel or... The highest, you know, maybe sci-fi, like, spend all their money on making this happen. For All Mankind gives a more realistic, um, technical, technical Mm -hmm. view of space and, you know, astronaut uh, livelihood and and all of those things. So do tell us where we are, because it's been a while, so you may have to catch us up to get us to season two so that we can be prepared to binge um, the two mm-hmm. of them once this, once everything is aired. Well, speaking of that, it's a good place to talk because keep in mind, Apple TV yep. Plus, they don't give you the whole season at once. No, they do not. Frustrating. So, exactly. So like right now, only episode one is out of embargo. So everybody, what happens if you're a critic and you get... Uh, things you can watch early they will give you a date when you can actually release your review so at this time only episode one i can only talk about that yeah even though maybe i've seen more than that i'm not gonna tell you how much i've seen of it mm-hmm. uh no but what we will do before it wraps up before it's final episode i'll come back and then we'll do a check the in full thing exactly yeah um so what I would say about For All, All Mankind is I wouldn't binge this show. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but season one, we have to. Or no, maybe that, we don't. Maybe you don't. Yeah, okay. All right. Good, good, good. So I would say watch it as long as it feels right. And once you start to go, okay, I need something else, you can come back to it. You can come okay. back. It'll work fine that way. Because For All Mankind, let's also talk about this, Ref. Recent shows in space. Yeah. You know what I'm going to say. I know. I know. I know. You know, I know. This is better than OA. Now, there's also (laughs) (laughs) the right stuff 
on Disney Plus. It's better than that too. So I would put this as probably the best space series right now. Okay. And what's happening is, you know that whole space race that happened in the sixties and yes, you know, uh, you know, the United States actually made it to the moon first, even though Russia went up in the space first. All that whole yes. Thing. Well, and for all mankind, it's alternate history. So what happened is, what if the Russians made it to the moon first? They planted the Russian flag or the Soviet flag, I should say, first. What would happen then? How would NASA respond? And then what happens is we also see different kinds of people being astronauts, women, people of color, earlier yeah. than happened in our timeline. But, you know, okay, in response to this. So that's what's happening. So what happens here is they use space as a foil to discuss all of these different things that are going on now. Interesting. Yes. So that's what's happening for all mankind. And in season one, major things happen, major losses, tragedies, all of that. Because it's also about what happens if you're away from your family. Yeah. If you're a father, if you're a mother, if you want to be a father, if you want to be a mother, if you have a wife, if you have a husband. Like those are some of the questions that come in along with everything else. What if you are a black wife? Like, see, so then we have that. So that's what's happening in For All Mankind. They go to the past to talk about the present, which is always what we do yeah. in stories. So in season two, it's the 80s. Huh. So we jump forward. Reagan is the president. They they introduce in the first episode, they give you all of those the clips. And they do a great job actually of splicing in their characters with real yeah. people in the footage. Oh fun. Like they have a Johnny Carson show. One of the characters is sitting on the couch and he's talking to her. And I'm ta- touching the hand. I was like, oh. no, y'all, Apple, y'all, come on now. Listen, don't don't sleep. So it was just like they introduce you very well back to the show if you've seen it and it's been a while like it has for me. It took me right back. And the thing in season one, ref, that was my caution about this is sometimes they get stuck in the relationship when oh. I was the space more. The balance isn't perfect, but it's good. Like it's good. Yeah. And in the first episode of season two, it was light on its feet. Now it's a whole bunch of astronauts on the moon. They're trying to go to Mars. That's where we are now. See, that's interesting. So it it pushed, they're Ex- advocating that it pushed um, science forward. It made us hungrier. Exactly. So you have people from all kinds of nations now on the moon, you know, working with NASA. The whole thing with the Soviets, we know it is still the Cold War. It's still that case here. Reagan is the president, but there's a standoff. So what is that like? Mm -hmm. It's not like High Castle, is it, where there's a sting to it? Because that does not deal with alternative history as well. It does. You're right. Yeah, that's Uh, that's uh it's not like the man in the high castle. That's a good thing to Uh talk about. No, there's more hope, I would say, in it Um, because it's space. You know, we we still have that. You still have that ambition, even though we have these these challenges. Now, 
our characters from season one, you go, okay, well, we've shuttled forward. What are they? They're older, but they're still, some of them are still out on the moon, but now they're running stuff. Some of them are the heads of the astronauts. One character is the director. I won't tell you who is the director now of NASA. And it's, so they're taking, what I enjoyed about the first episode was, while we do still have all of the groups, women, people of color, you know, white people as well, white dudes and husbands and wives. What if wives aren't in their traditional roles? What happens if you get divorced? Like all of that stuff. But it wasn't them putting an exclamation point on it. It wasn't them going, oh, hey, look, remember? It was just what it was. So I like that they knew from season one, they built that foundation. And now in season two, we see it. We see it. We see where these women are. We see where these Black people are. We see where maybe a Latinx character, I I, I can't give it away yet. Maybe that's coming back. That's a question from season one. So these are the things that I enjoyed in the first episode. It was like, and we were on the moon and something happens. Something happens. And it's like, they've never seen it before. Get the astronauts, get them safe. And you see what comes of that moving forward as well. So the question is, because I can't talk about beyond episode one. The question is just like for season one, are they going to find that balance? Are they going to be able to keep it light enough and still do the relationship group stuff? But remember that space is going on and push it forward. Uh, I was excited by episode one, but I'll tell you for the whole season before the final episode, I'll give that away. But keep in mind that this was created or co-created by Ronald D. Moore, who is doing Outlander, who did Battlestar Galactica. So while he may not do perfect work, he knows how to tell a story. Mm, Yes. Excellent. Now, the critic and I got a chance to see a sneak peek of a new movie that is coming at us and coming at us strong. Mm. And it has a very interesting cast. But before we get into it, it is the Mauritanian and for some of us who know anything about the story, mm-hmm. there's a, 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 a amazing best-selling book that came that comes to precurse this movie. And it's based off of it. Uh, Kevin McDonald directed it. He is certainly not a stranger to us. He did that. I don't even know what to call this movie, but The Last King of Scotland. That movie was so, it's, it's it's one of those movies that just etches in your brain that you're like, I don't know how I feel about that. But regardless, <laughs> it gave Forrest Whitaker an Oscar. Yeah. So he's no, he is no um, stranger to real life gruesome stories, you know, mm. just real political nightmare kind of stories. Uh, it is written by a slew of people. Well, not really, but enough. Uh, Michael Bronner. Um, and uh, Rory Haynes and uh, Sharab uh, Nashrani, uh, who also lent their hand. Now, the cast is to absolutely just fall over for hmm. because we have Tahar Rahim, who some of you are like, I don't know who that is. Oh, yeah, you do. Do you remember the looming tower that was yes. on Hulu? He was the lead in that. And now, for me, that was my first time that I came into contact with him. Yes. I don't remember him from anything else. You may. I don't. 
It was absolutely wonderful. He also, in that movie, uh, Mary Magdalene played Judas. So there you go. <laughs> Chew on that. But he is absolutely, I just, he is one of my favorite um, new discoveries. I I loved him in The Looming Tower. Loved him in this. Sorry, ruined that. But <laughs> alongside him is Jodie freaking Foster. Hello. Yeah. She's here. We don't see Jodie much. Jody no. likes to be behind the camera now, and she's in front of it. Um, Sh- uh, Shalene Woodley, she is um, right alongside Jodie Foster. Zachary Levy, uh, mm-hmm. uh, what? Are you serious? Yes, I am. And of course, I have no doubt that one day he will be Sir <laughs> Benedict Cumberbatch with a very unusual accent, which. I will be talking about. I don't know if the critic's going to stoop that low, but uh, we 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 will be talking about that. I'm sorry. Maybe I'll uh, just give my review. No, in... I might go first on this one, <laughs> so you can. Yeah, you might want to let me go first, so you can uh, clean up the mess. Uh, <laughs> clean it up, bruh. Clean that one up. But regardless, the cast is stunning. And there are some other people that, you know, will peek in through that you go, oh, yeah, 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 that person. But what makes it even more interesting is the story. Mm. And it, to me, is a great pairing with the movie The Report. And we're going to talk about why those two movies, if you watch these two movies together, you're going to get a sense of really what's going on here. Maybe watch The Looming Tower before that. Who knows? But before we get into all of that, what the heck is going on here? Mm. And why is this a movie presently we should be watching? Mm. Mm, Great question. Now, here's what's going down. Shortly after 9-11, we are in Mauritania. And we are introduced to Mohamedou Salahi. He has just returned from being in Germany. And he's with his family enjoying his visit. And some officials from the country come to him and say, hey, you need to come with us because the Americans need to talk to you. All right. Before he goes with them, he deletes all the contacts on his phone. Why? Why does he do that? Hmm? Why do they want to talk to him? He does make sure that he changes his clothes, though. He says, look, I don't want them to think I'm some sort of salted or something like that. Now, we fast forward. We're introduced to Jodie Foster's character, Nancy Hollander, who's a lawyer who fights essentially lost causes uh, in order to make sure that people have their rights uh, when it comes to going up against the American government in court. That's her whole life's work. And what happens is the case of Mahamadou comes across her desk, let's say, uh, but not literally, but you'll see how that happens. And she says, okay, I'm going to do this. Now, what does her law firm think about that? And does that matter? You'll see that meeting early on. And during that meeting, she's asked, hey, do you need some help with this at all? She says, no. However, there is someone who speaks French at the law firm played by Shaylee Woodley, Terry Duncan. So Terry goes along with Nancy to see what's going on with Mohamedou. Now, why does French matter? Because Mohamedou doesn't speak English, right? He speaks other languages, though. 
So he speaks French. So they go, where do they go? Should I give that away, Raph? Where? Yes, you yeah. have to. We just well, kind of gave it away. In the, I mean, it's yeah. the whole point. The whole point. Because yeah. the whole point is he's gone missing for years. His family doesn't know where he is. So ever since he left to go have a little talk with those officials, he never came back. And we find out that he's in Guantanamo Bay. Mm-hmm. How did he get there? Mm-hmm. You, you know, they didn't just send him over there and say, hey, here's some tea. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Now, the question, though, is, is was he rightfully transported to Guantanamo? Does he deserve to be there? This is what Nancy and Terry have to figure out. And when they get there, the picture of what they expect may not be exactly who Muhammadu is. That's the whole point. Now, before I get into Muhammadu's experience, we are also introduced to Benedict Cumberbatch's character, Lieutenant Colonel Stuart Couch. Oh, <laughs> okay. And he is plucked to prosecute Muhammadu's case. Why? Mm-hmm. He has a personal connection to this. Oh, yeah, he does. And the government is like, we got to get this stuff going. These people have to pay. Muhammadu is the first domino that's going to fall. Why? I mean, we started meeting this guy right at the beginning of this movie going, how is he some mastermind of right. 9-11? At a wedding. <laughs> he right. was having a good time. Yeah. So you start to see his story, his entanglements, and other things that happened there. Yes. I mean, you now you have to clarify, like, yes. not romantic. Not anything. romantic. <laughs> within, within the context of the story. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Also, how was he treated as a prisoner? You see flashbacks of different places where he was. Can he connect with anybody? Who does he connect with? How do they try to get him to admit to things? Does he have anything to admit? Does it matter if you tell the truth, if it's not the truth that they want you to tell? So all of this stuff comes to the fore. And the thing is, as they figure things out, and by they, I mean Nancy, Terry, and the Lieutenant Colonel, how will their perspective of Muhammadu change? And how will that affect his fortune either way? And will they stay on the case? Each of them, you've got to ask that question about. Now, if you know this true story, you kind of know what happens here. If you don't, you may not. There are some nuances to it that'll come and you'll go, oh, okay, it's not quite black and white in certain places. I'll say it that way. And of course, as the ref was saying, the question is, should we see this now? Does it have relevance now? Is it the, are we in the headspace for this as well? But ref, do you want to take it over now for the review? I do because yeah. you got to do, you remember you have to clean up. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I said earlier on that if you really want to pair this in perspective, if you want to have a, an experience, if you've already seen the report that's on yes. Amazon with Adam Driver, as I said mm. earlier, this is a wonderful pairing to go with that because in the report we see it from the u.s side mm-hmm. and we also have to question who's the bad guy who's the good guy um did the united states get it right did they get it wrong uh the looming tower pre to this starring the same actor yep sets up how we go after people who were responsible and i'm talking about immediately after Mm -hmm. because this was a little bit of time and then you have 
this movie where you have a very specific one person targeted and what i will say is just so that we're you, we talked about the headspace there's a lot of things that are happening politically right now and there's a lot of things that are happening socially right now in our in our country in the US specifically for those of you who are US um listeners and around the world you can see it and it is very interesting to see how quickly things can escalate and how we can go down a certain path a certain road when we're passionate and we and so focused that we believe something is right or wrong some this person is patriotic or this person isn't yeah. and that's kind of what this movie explores it explores um I'm, and i'm talking about from the benedict cumberbatch side because you focused more on jodie foster and shailene's character um you know navigating through tamar's uh, characters uh, Ma- uh mahamadou's situation but the other side of this movie because it really is kind of two coins here mm-hmm. benedict cumberbatch char- character is trying to figure out who's the good guy who's the bad guy right and how to bring rightful justice and to truly be a patriot they say it over and over again i want he wants to be a real patriot of his country and other people think that that patriotism should be expressed this or that so for those reasons as we're mining things i think it would be interesting right now to watch i do have to to caution you there are extreme scenes there are scenes just like in the report Mm -hmm. scenes of let's just torture scenes scenes dealing with torture in every way in every way entanglements Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that are just unspeakable so if you are not in the headspace for that either you're gonna have to figure out how to maneuver through that especially if you're not at home watching this um if you go to the if you go to the theater, which at this point, that's all we know it's available. Mm-hmm. You're not going to be able to maneuver those things. So we, we will caution you in that, that, that it does get raw with some of those scenes. It, it a lot of it has to deal with that, but I want to talk about performances very quickly and I'm ready to move on. Mm-hmm. This cast is an absolute superb cast, but I don't think it, they, their acting was excellent, but for some reason, I didn't get the feeling of this like I did in the report. Yeah. Like I did in the Looming Tower. I just didn't get the... Uh, mm-hmm. And it, it maybe had to do with the pacing mm-hmm. of of this movie and the different focus that we yes. go through. We're focused on this character. We're fo- Like, where? what are we focusing on? If we had focused just on Mohamedou's story, just on that... Thank you. Oh... It would have been so amazing. So some of those performances were lost because of that. And the writing, you know, it, because of that. Now I will say tomorrow, excuse me. Yeah. Excuse me. Get this man some work. Like <laughs> it was absolutely brilliant work because if you know the actual Mohamedou and they do show him at the end. Yes. I was wondering why he was playing it that way because there are extreme horrors that happen, but there's also like kind of like life is beautiful a little mm-hmm. bit there in in the middle of extreme horror. There he gives this beautiful performance, and I'm gonna. This is my last thing that I'm gonna say because I'm gonna let you take it. I have to address Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> 
no one will argue. You're not going to hear an argument from me. And I doubt you're going to hear an argument from the critic that Benedict Cumberbatch is an amazing, awesome actor who just absolutely knows what he's doing yeah. and is just amazing. Except. <laughs> Except when he has to deal with the American accent. I just. What? And it's I mean, Southern. And yeah. it's. But it's like this. <laughs> I will not have. I mean, it's, it's just. It's so. It's a challenge, and I was distracted. I could not, I, I'm so sorry, because they show the real guy at the end, and it's, you know, you feel this guy, and we won't tell you what he does or doesn't do. Mm-hmm. It, it, it was, I'm sorry. It was, it threw me off every single time. And then, because you have Jodie Foster with a real Southern accent. Yeah. Who's, who's talking, and then you got this horrible you know it's it's just it's 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 challenging and poor you know shaleen she just didn't have enough yeah i mean there there were some scenes where i thought okay well what's are y'all gonna go off into or are y'all gonna get attacked did you see that yeah there was some entanglement happening in the in in the atmosphere but all that to say i think i think this is a movie to watch for to hear in my opinion it will come around during award season. He will be in the conversation. Um, but a, a movie as a whole, I think it works better paired. I think it works better if you really want to explore this subject matter. I think get, you know, watch the report, mm-hmm. watch um, The Looming Tower if you really want to get in that and then pair it with this. I yeah. don't think you should venture out to the theaters to see this. Just my opinion. I, I agree with that. We are thinking the same way. And I mean, we're morphing into like, you know, the same person. Just the super different. critic. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what I was thinking. I was thinking, Raph, when we went to Sundance and saw the report and Official Secrets. Um, official Secrets. Yeah. Right. Yep. 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 With Kira Knightley. And then the Looming Tower, like you said, Tahar. Now we see him playing the other side. What a brilliant actor. Just brilliant. Brilliant. The man's more work. Yeah, with this script, it was all him. To be honest, I'm just going to put it out there. And just like you were saying, Raph, when I was watching this, and we talked about this before we recorded, I'm really focused now on people having objectives and going after something, not just emoting. The emotion is a byproduct of what you want to accomplish, whether you're acting, directing, writing, lighting, photography, I don't care, sets, makeup, I don't, the props. What was that again? <laughs> the props. <laughs> what did Aretha Franklin say? Give me my propers? Yes, she did. Yes, uh-huh. she did. Yes. So this is what I'm talking about. And in that script, if they had thought to themselves, what is the objective? It would have been, like you said, Muhammadu, show us who he is before this happens. You are not tricking us. You're trying to do a trick. Why? Then we see it from his perspective and we are rooting. Yeah. For him. It was hard as a result since they didn't do that. It was disconnected to connect to anybody. To yeah. really feel, like you said, the motivation for any of these actors. 
So when you have brilliant actors where it's flat. Yeah. Uh, except Judy for Tahar, Foster. Flat. To me, only Tahar was the one that had some spice. Well, Something but her interesting. Red- her red lipstick wasn't flat. Wow, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and I know, and, and I could see they were doing their work. So that's the problem. And you also have to guide the scene so that it has an objective. Why am I watching this in this moment? And why am I going to this next thing? I think that's what's missing in the Mauritanian. But like the ref said, Tahar, watch that. Watch this man. He was even in the Eddie on Netflix. He was oh. in that too. Yeah. And he is a chameleon. He really is a chameleon. He can mm. do anything, any accent, any dialect, any kind of character. The man is brilliant. I'll continue to look for him. And like uh, the ref said, I echo that. I wouldn't go to the theater to see this, but if it crosses your screen at home in any way and you're interested, it's a true story. It's good to know. And you do have to har to latch on to. Did you read the book? I didn't. I, I'm, I am now curious to mm-hmm. read the book. And listeners, when you watch, if you watch the movie, you'll know why we're talking about the book. Yeah. So this is available in theaters on the 19th. As of now, that's all we know. So if you are going to venture out, we say do so with some caution um, for scenes that may be a little disturbing for some of you. And then also, you know, if you just want to venture out and say this is my one ticket out. Is this really the show, the movie for you? You're, you're going to have to make those decisions. But on the 19th, it will be available in select theaters. You'll just have to find it. Thanks for listening. For additional resources, visit whywatchthat.com. Good idea. And we'd love to hear from you. So go ahead and leave comments, feedback, and you can rate us on iTunes. We'll see you next week. See you.